Welcome to the Haunted Worcester Podcast, an ongoing chronicle of spooky stories, interesting people, eerie encounters, and haunted places in and around Worcester County. Hi everybody, this is Jess Curtin, host of Haunted Worcester, and I am with Kat Kimball, host of Worcester's Death Cafe. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on our very first podcast. I'm very excited. I am too. Thank you. This is great. So I'd, I'd like to dive right into it and just, could you tell us what's a death cafe? So off of the deathcafe.com website, what they say is at death cafe, people often, strangers, gather to eat cake, drink tea, and discuss death. Their objective is to increase awareness of death with a view of helping people to make the most of their finite lives. So a death cafe is a group-directed discussion of death with no agenda, objectives, or themes. It is a discussion group rather than a grief support or counseling session. Oh, that's so neat. How So history-wise, I have just recently learned of this, um, and, and you and I met at the death cafe in, in Worcester. Do you know what the history of the death cafe is? How long has it been around? So John Underwood started this back in 2011, and I think it actually took off in 2012, but he started in September 2011 in East London, and he just found that people weren't talking about it. It was kind of a taboo subject, mm -hmm. and he wanted to create something where people could just come together and speak about death and obviously eat cake. See, I'm loving that. <laughs> Not going to lie. It was kind of like, oh, as somebody who is kind of into some of the darker things and kind of exploring those topics. And then I read there was going to be cake. So it was like, oh, I am so, so in on this. So this didn't even start over on our side of the pond. It started over in England. Correct. And it is across the globe. Really? Mm -hmm. You don't happen to know how many countries by any chance or just, I think that's fascinating that about 65 countries. That's incredible. And it is kind of neat. We, When you think about it, if you really don't talk about death, it's not usually a go to a party and over a glass of champagne or canapé or even just over like cheese balls at a football game. Like, hey, so I was thinking. Um, Maybe if you're at a party with us. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> I could party with you guys. That would be amazing. So where... Where are death cafes typically held? Is there a specific place? You can have them at your house. People will have them at the library. I think they're optimal at a cemetery, but that's just me because I love cemeteries. See, I, I, <laughs> I love you so much. This is fabulous. <laughs> How did you first hear of it? Is there a story or did you kind of stumble across it and become interested? I bought a book. Stones and Bones of New England, which is my Bible for cemeteries. I'll just open up a page and say this is where I'm going today. And Mount Auburn is in there in Cambridge. And I had never been. So I went, I discovered it, and checked it out. So I joined their mailing list, and they had sent something out back in 2014 saying they were hosting their first death cafe. I'm like, what is this? Neat. So before I even really knew too much about it, I was like, death cafe, gotta go. Signed up, and looked into it a little bit more. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really interesting because it was not a grief of bereavement. So I was allowed to be there. And I went and it was inside um, Bigelow Chapel, which has that beautiful stained glass inside and you don't usually get to go inside. So that was a special treat in itself. Oh, neat. Yes. And um, it sold out. It was incredible. 
I initially was saying it was kind of like going to a Star Wars convention for people that were into death. <laughs> but that's after great. going to more death cafes, that's not necessarily true for all of them. And then I'm like, that's probably in poor taste. But we weren't there sitting there grieving, saying everything's terrible and sad. We're saying this was my experience around death. This is what I'm interested in. I want to talk about it. And everybody else was of the same mindset. I want to talk about it. What an incredible experience. And, you know, not to push grief aside or bereavement aside, that it's a it's a natural part of the process and when we lose someone. But there is that element of the folks left behind or the folks who are encounter death in a way that it, it, it does linger with us and being able to talk about it in a way that you can sort of be very candid. And that's something I remember from the death cafe that you hosted that I, I went to is the, the candidness and everybody was willing to just be there and go, oh, I heard this or I have a question. And everybody else is paying attention and it's like, oh, heck yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So that's so very cool. You said it was sold out. How many people were at that first death cafe? That I don't have the numbers for, but um, I want to say maybe 30. They weren't really too sure, I think. That's very neat. What it was going to be like. So they just said, this is what we can accommodate. They ended up doing it again and having two seatings because it was so popular. Really? Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm sitting here regretting that it took me so long to come around to it um, and find it. But, you know, so obviously you had a good time at this. I know it just kind of funny to be like, a rollicking time at the death cafe but mm -hmm. clearly it yep. was awesome yep <laughs> what tell me the story of how you you went from being somebody who went to one to oh hell yes i'm starting one in worcester well it was several years probably about four years before i actually got up the gall to do it because i knew worcester needed one i wanted to go to the one in worcester i was anxious about being the person to do it knowing full well I had to be the person to do it because mm -hmm. nobody was doing it for me. See, you are so one of our people. It's like, <laughs> I want to do this. No one's doing it. I'll do it. But I was getting so anxious about it. I had gone to, I've been going to them for several years, but then I went to the death salon this past fall and that kind of gave me permission to do it. Like death salon is professionals hosting their own thing. Death cafe can be anybody that's hosting it because you want to talk about death go ahead fine is it better to have people who are in the industry there yes and no i mean if you have specific questions you want to ask a professional sure but it's not guaranteed they'll be there but it also gives them a place to go and talk about death and their experiences oh neat yeah it's awesome that's so neat <laughs> so this is the first time i'm hearing of death salons so now i'm like i should be taking notes of things i need to look up that's awesome so you knew Worcester needed one. Yes. All right. You knew you were going to be the person to do it. What what happened then? Sort of what were you just like, I'm going to pick a spot? Or did you already kind of have a spot in mind? After leaving Mount Auburn, I was like, when is Rural Cemetery having one? Because that's obviously where it has to be. Yes. That's just a natural progression. It has to be there. <laughs> in my mind, it was like, this is the only place I'm having it. It has to be there. Whether I host it or not, that is, that's the rule. So finally, I... I sent them a message and I said, hey, would you be interested in letting me host a death cafe here? So I went down, I met with the superintendent, 
and he showed me around and um he was like yeah i think we can we can totally do this I'm like, awesome so i gave him a hug and he introduced me to Monica, who works there. Oh, yes. I met her that evening. Yes. She gave us the tour of the crematory at the end. Oh, see? And I missed that part because I had to sneak out, but I want to go on that tour. Can't guarantee it will always happen, but if she allows it, then it will be happening. And that is probably one of the highlights to that. Everybody just loves going into the crematory. <laughs> <laughs> the thing they're, they, humans are, you get to do exactly and humans are curious yes. and it's sort of that you know this is why traffic slows down when there's an accident on the other side of the highway like everybody we want to see what's going on so and it's the new state-of-the-art fancy crematory so you know it's it's awesome that is so <laughs> cool and now I'm, i uh, i we got to figure out how to go back on that tour so if folks come to a death cafe, and I'm, and I'm guessing you're going to host another one, yes? Yes. Oh, fantastic. What are what are some of the things, or, or basically, can you walk somebody who may be listening, interested, but don't have a schema for it? So sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know if I should go. Um, it, what can they expect when they walk in? You can expect to talk about death. But there are no real set agendas or anything. So sometimes there'll be a, a lull and there's questions that can go around that will get a conversation started. But if you have something you want to talk about, you can expect to have time to speak about what you want to talk about. Sometimes, and for me, I've gone not necessarily with anything I wanted to say, but I just wanted to listen. So you can go and just listen. That's fine, too. It's better to participate, but it's okay to listen if you're not comfortable or you're just... Like, not so sure. And you'll, you know, feel it out. Once you get around to it, you'll start saying whatever it is on your mind you want to talk about. Or you'll think of something that you had forgotten about. Like, oh yeah, I did want to get cremated, but there's other options? Wait, tell me more about this. That was such a cool thing, because I had read different, you know, things about what you could do with your body. You could donate it to science. And then... We keep seeing ads here and there. Of course, you know, you think about it and social media all of a sudden will start sending you a million ads. So for a while I was getting ads for, you know, you can get cremated and, and actually grow a tree. I actually had intended on just listening when I came to your death cafe. And when it became apparent that it was, oh, no, you can talk about anything. I was like, okay, I have several questions. And <laughs> I don't, I'm terrible with names, but there was a hospice nurse who came who was... When I brought up the question about uh, being able to sort of feed a tree, and then, of course, Belly's song went right through my head there. Um, I found out, actually, that's not always a great option because it's not always good for the tree. And the conversation took such an interesting turn. And it was like, oh, okay, there's, there's so much more to all of this. And there really isn't anybody else you can go and talk to about that. So I... You know, for anyone who is listening, um, go. Even you go to and, and prepare to listen. But like I said, I was there for about all of three seconds and then decided to talk and ask <laughs> questions. Um, I did notice, and folks were super, super friendly. I was a little nervous about that. You know, going in, I did know somebody else who was attending, and we showed up early, so we kind of chit chatted. But people kind of came in one at a time, mm -hmm. and. Everyone was super nice. So, you know, we went around and introduced ourselves and that was, that was such a cool thing. And to know that really nothing was taboo was so, so very cool. Um, what, 
so when you sit down, like, do you call each one to order? Like, do you sort of have a starting and a stopping point? Like, do you have a schema in your head? As a teacher, I always go lesson plan. Like, do you have a lesson plan or do you sort of let it unfold over the evening? It's just a group-led discussion. So wherever it goes is where it goes. I mean, there are a list of questions you can look up. Various death cafes will have random questions that they find to be good conversation starters um, and pass those around. And if something sticks out to someone, they can just go from there. Um, But generally, we ask that a lot of the information that is shared there stays there, kind of like Vegas. Gotcha. So I've already broken, like, the first rule of Death Don't share names and no specific stories, but, I mean, you can go on generalizations, like we talked about cremation, because obviously that's going to happen. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So there's there's one very important topic that I want to talk about about Death Cafe. Okay. The cake. Um, <laughs> um, it's, you know, I, when you ever, you know, looking at the, um, at the invitation where it's like, you know, come and, and talk and there's tea or cake and it was just like, okay, I'm so intrigued because in talking to other people, um, and bumping into other people who have gone, that's always there. It's death and cake. Mm-hmm. And which kind of sounds like an Eddie Izzard routine, death or cake. Um, but where did the cake come from? Like, do you know, like historically, how did this even, how did this happen? Oh, John Underwood was very adamant about there being tea and cake as it was London. But we drink <laughs> a lot of coffee over here. So it's generally coffee. We offer tea also, but coffee and cake because it makes more of a relaxed atmosphere presence gotcha and i do have to say that was a spectacular cake (laughs) even if there was a plastic film on the top but that's all right we didn't have to eat the food coloring that's fine it was still delicious (laughs) that was it it actually actually was um just because i am perseverating on the cake when you called the place that you ordered it from did you tell them what they wanted what you wanted on top did they have any response to it or are they just kind of like, huh. So, the first death cafe, I phoned it in. I said, I would like a cake with this written on it. I went down and I picked it up. And they said, what is it supposed to say? Like, death cafe. You know, I, when I had called, I said, you know, death it up. Headstones, whatever, skulls, just death it up, whatever. Okay. And they had to fix it when I got there because they had thought I was hosting, like, a hard of hearing cafe. Like, the death oh, cafe. Oh, gosh. So they just Very different it. cake. Yeah. It was still delicious. You know, we got over that fast. It was funny. So this time when I had the plastic film on it, I'm like, what? But it was a whipped cream frosting. It was delicious. It was a whipped, like, dairy cream frosting. So I will say maybe it was just to protect it. We didn't have to eat the black and red food dye. So <laughs> I guess it's not so bad after all. It still tasted fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I went down this time and said, can you do this? Gotcha. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So for folks who are looking to either learn more before they come to the next one or are wondering, you know, do I do, you know, do I, don't I, and when is it? How do they find out more about Death Cafe? Death Cafe in general, you can go to deathcafe.com and put in your zip code. And then it will tell you all of the upcoming Death Cafes in your area, as well as the ones that have already happened. So it can kind of give you an idea what to look out for in the future. 
Um, I haven't posted the new one yet, but I should be doing that today or tomorrow. I will <gasps> be posting the next Worcester one as soon as I have approval for May 3rd. Tentative, the words. Tentatively. <laughs> <laughs> May 3rd, Friday. Oh, fantastic. 5.30 to 7.30 at Rural Cemetery. And hopefully I can have the Funeral Consumers Alliance of Eastern Massachusetts um, sponsor it again because they sponsored the last one. They had come down and they're having their annual meeting the following Saturday on May 11th at Mount Auburn from oh. 3 to 5 p.m. And before that, they'll be having a tour of their crematory in the garden from 1 to 3. But I believe you have to reserve ahead, but you can go on funerals.org and look up the Funeral Consumers Alliance of Eastern Massachusetts for more information on their annual meeting. Oh, that's fantastic. And Those are fun, too. And that's open to the public. Mm -hmm. Folks can go and check that out. Yeah. Oh, that is so fascinating. Yeah. Especially, and it's becoming more acceptable, I've noticed. You know, I, I bumped into somebody who I met at your death cafe, and we were actually in one of the local Worcester stores, and we mentioned in front of somebody else, like, oh, we we met each other at this death cafe. And the mm -hmm. conversation took off from there uh, about going on YouTube and listening to podcasts about funerals and how there are lots of morticians and funeral home directors who either have podcasts or YouTube videos or host Q&A hours because folks are so curious and are hoping to talk to people. So I just discovered a death cruise. Excuse me? Yes. Do you want to go on a cruise? I absolutely <laughs> do. This is like the only cruise I think I would go on because normally I'm like, I can't do shuffleboard and I'm, you know, the Scandinavian skin can't handle the sun. But death cruise sounds yeah. brilliant. Where? So it's going out of Maryland down to Bermuda. Uh, it's got Caleb Wilde, Confessions of a Funeral Director, and two other TV personalities, but I don't watch TV, so I can't remember who they are. Um, but I will send you the information if you want to share a link for that. But yeah, they're we absolutely well. They're booking a cruise, and I, I have to go. It's in September. That's incredible. I'm kind of stunned. All right, note to self on future podcasts. I need to have like a piece of paper where I'm scribbling like all of like, <laughs> look this up, look this up, get this book. I can send you some links actually. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. And we'll share those um, uh, on our website. Um, if you, what's next in terms for you and hosting Death Cafe? Like sort of what is your vision just to kind of have a, a regular like a sort of a regular schedule? Are you looking to expand it? What's, had you gotten that far sort of in thinking or? Uh, as long as they'll keep letting me have it at Rural, I will keep having it at Rural. Um, hoping to keep it quarterly. I would like to do it monthly, but I don't think I have the wherewithal to do it mm -hmm. every single month just now. Uh, maybe when my daughter gets a little bit older, but quarterly gotcha. is what I'm shooting for right now. Um, you know, these are more conversations I need to have with them, but I would like to host events, like bigger events there. Definitely. Oh, fantastic. And we'd like to go to your bigger events. So selfishly, <laughs> I'm like, get on that. No. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on Haunted Worcester Podcast. Absolutely. Thank um, you. And we will definitely see you at your next cafe. Um, should we be directing folks to look for uh, an invite or an event posted on Facebook? Is it... Right now, I just share it on Facebook. Okay, so super. I will 
today, actually that's a good idea, I will do that today, start a Facebook Death Cafe Worcester um, group, and then I can share all the events in there, because right now I just share an event, because I wasn't sure how it was going to go, it was just kind of a test thing, but there's there's a definite interest oh, absolutely. in the conversation, and two groups haven't been the same so far. Oh, neat. Neat. And we will happily share it on our page, um, on our Haunted Worcester Instagram, our Haunted Worcester Facebook, and um, we're happy to link to it on the website as well because there are lots of folks who are curious. And it's funny, you know, how many parties that we have that do sort of by the end of the evening, you know, and it's not a morbid thing. It's just a curiosity thing. Of course, if you're in our house, you see all the skulls and, and all that stuff. So people it's are so like, homey. Mm, thank you. See, <laughs> I find it homey. I think... Some folks find it a little chilling, but it's neat. So thank you, thank you, Kat Kimball, host of Worcester's Death Cafe. It's absolutely brilliant. If you haven't been, look into it. Um, if you've been thinking about going but haven't quite made the jump, definitely do it. It is just such a cool event, great people, great conversation, and really, really great cake. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Haunted Worcester podcast. Special thanks to Josh Aola and Michael Kane in the Morning Afters for the music and to John Curtin for helping to put this together. Do you have a spooky tale you want to tell? We'd love to hear it. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Is it all right on the radio tonight? I was just, just, just shaking and you think I'm all right Driving down to the shore on a whim just to make things right Shut out the lights, kid, shut out the lights